to the Minnesota Beer Cast Special Darkness Day 2018 edition. Very excited to be out here, and I really want to thank uh, some folks at Surly for inviting us once again. I am Drew. That's my co-host, Schmitty. That's me. We are in Somerset, Wisconsin, for what appears to be the biggest darkness day, at least that I've ever been a part it's, of. It's probably the loudest for sure. It's a massive out here. There's tons of people out here. A lot of people came out here last night, partied all night, but they're looking a little hazy-eyed, but <laughs> having fun this morning. It is uh, it is brisk, but it is enjoyable. Yeah, this it's is, not uh, bad. It's not bad. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's always funny to come to darkness day because you've got a bunch of dudes and, and gals who are all dressed in black, enjoying beer, listening to metal, but everybody is always very cool, very chill, yeah, very friendly, a, and always here to have a good time. It's a great event. And so no you, you, you walk into a place like this, and you might think that it might be a little aggressive, but it never is. It's always people just hanging out and, and having fun, and, and maybe that's what has led to Darkness being successful for so many years, um, and maybe to talk to us a little about the history of, of Darkness and the evolution of Darkness Day is is Omar. How you doing, Omar? I'm good. I'm uh, trying to warm up. It is. Uh, I already as we moved up uh, Darkness Day one month, we have better camping weather. <laughs> <laughs> like said, they just saw a snowflake. Did you start over. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, I'm cold. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, we moved Darkness Day up one month for better camping weather, and someone said it's snowing. So no, you know, it's the what's the weather? What are you gonna do? It's Minnesota. Hey, <laughs> It'll it's be eighty degrees oh. next week. Oh, it's Wisconsin. It's Wisconsin. It's not. We're recording this. It's not even noon yet. I see sun coming out. It's gonna be a beautiful day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of beer here, plenty of food here. Right. Like, yeah. We've got cocktails here. We've got sixty guest breweries here. Like it's it's gonna be hard not to have a good time. That's one of the things that I thought was really really cool. I actually posted a thing on Twitter where I, I took a picture of the cocktail list you guys have paired with Tattersall, right. and it's like, oh, look at this, uh, uh, a beer party with cocktails. I love you, Wisconsin. Right? It's, uh, you know, I always make fun of Wisconsin. Everyone knows that and hate the Packers, <laughs> but, you know, man, they know how to they know how to have a party. Uh, you know, everything here is just so easy with having guest breweries and such. Well, let's talk a little bit about the decision to, to move Darkness Day yeah. to, to Wisconsin, and, you know, it had been growing and growing and growing every year and you know the lines would be out all night what was the what was behind the decision to move it to the somerset amphitheater out here in wisconsin you know it actually started a few years ago when um we had a meeting with uh uh, mike uh, the owner of uh the space out here and just chatting and he talked about how he had a off-sale license and how they sell beer to the campers. I'm like, wait, what? You can do what? <laughs> He's like, well, yeah, it's Wisconsin. You know, if you have an on-sale license, you can have an off-sale license. And um, it's no big deal. And that was really, I'm like, huh. That would be interesting. So, I mean, we came out here two years ago and checked out the grounds. And we thought about it. And, you know, uh, if you end up talking to Andrea or Mary today, you know, the amount of work that goes into... You know, this event, this oh. time, it is unbelievable. Logistically, it's, it's got to be insane. Andrea, I asked, we're driving around this morning passing out coffee benders, and I asked Andrea if she, you know, we had any notes or had any thoughts for next time if we'd ever do it again. <laughs> and she showed me her notes, and it said, notes for 2019 darkness, quit before D-Day. <laughs> but, uh, no, just like, there's so much space out here. Um, you know, it's obviously, I love Brooklyn Center. It's where it all started. Um 
and but it's just it's cramped there's not a lot of space there's not a lot of space for campers and you know to me the darkness is kind of been more about friday night than saturday sure you know, yeah hanging out with people the seeing friends meeting fr- old friends well, and sharing like the, beer sharing food and massive kind of, beer share right yeah only do so much of that there and the idea of camping having people be able to do real camping was super attractive because you know man anytime you throw a beer festival beers involved there's always a worry that you know people are driving and you guys have been for sure down uh, uh friday night and you know 12 o'clock there are cars everywhere there's people walking around there's dogs it's there's always a bit of fear of like oh my god like this is uh, uh, i just hope nothing goes wrong right and uh we've had some close calls but um everything's we've never had any any problems where anyone got hurt or anything but it's always a, a worry so kind of seeing this space realizing we could sell bottles out here um, you know, they've got a 20,000 seat stage that we're looking at outside right now that, you know, who knows, maybe we get some bigger bands, we could put it out there just to make more, make it more difficult. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the camping aspect is really, when I've been walking around talking to people, there are a lot of new timers here, and I think a lot of people are like, oh, like I can camp out for the weekend? Like, that's awesome. Edited myself there. Like, that's awesome, you know. Like they don't have Thank to, you, you know, because you're only you're only one of the, like you know 50 or 60 tents that show up early to get a spot. Yeah. Otherwise, you're sleeping on a hill. You're sleeping in your car, or every now and then there's guys just sleeping in their chair. <laughs> so you know, having a spot to you know pitch a tent and lay down and get an RV or whatever, um, this seemed like we could really kind of amplify things, take it to another level, and uh, it's kind of like everything in Surly, right? Like, well. We're gonna try and make it bigger, better. It's gonna be a hell of a lot more work, but that's kind of how we do it. No, I, th- I think you guys have achieved that goal. I mean, we're looking outside. You've got we're like eight food trucks lined up. You've got two days worth of bands yep. stacked up outside. You've got people who were here last night doing the doing the bottle share. Everybody had a tent to go back to. Everybody looks ready, refreshed, recharged for the most part. Yeah. To to come after <laughs> it again today. I, I think you guys have uh, have mission accomplished at least at least thus far. From what I can tell, it looks like you guys have uh, have definitely taken it to the next level. So, awesome. congratulations on on that front. Oh, thanks, man. It's uh, and I hope you, for, for us also. It was a you never know what exactly is going to happen. You don't know how the organic nature of the bottle share and how things were going to work out. Um, and I'm hoping when folks go home, they'll be like, oh man, that was a ton of fun. You know, have their friends come out next year, and, and we continue to can, can, can try and work on building it now that we all have a little idea how things are going to flow and how, how things are going to work. How do you get feedback from from folks, from consumers, on, on how things go when, well, when it comes to things like this? Yeah, talk to them. Um, <laughs> but actually... Just ask them. All the know, Yelp, actually, Yelp reviews? Actually, oh, the Yelp reviews. <laughs> actually, this year, because we sold tickets through online thing, we probably can email everyone and be like, all right. What do you think? Like, Send him a survey. Like, you know, I had one guy last night who was like, hey, no, this morning he's like, it's kind of a drag. We can't bring beers that we buy here back to the campground. And I'm like, that so kind of we now can bring, you know, beers back to the campground. Because there's so much space out here, it's been a really logistical challenge to figure out, you know, how to make everything flow and you know it always just takes a bit of time so yeah i'm sure we will set out you know and have people say like what do you think what do we is there something we can do better because you know we put as much uh, effort into it as we can but you know it's somewhat as simple as being out there saying like hey man just do this and if we can make it work great 
You mentioned, what, 60 guest breweries, something like that? Yeah, 60 breweries. Was that something that, I mean, that's new for Darkness Day, obviously. Is that something that you've always wanted to do? or did Abs- that? Absolutely. But it's Minnesota, so we can't do that. Right. And, you know, we've been going, we've been sending beer to beer festivals for... 12 years, you know, and never been able to get any back for anything. Right. And this was the time we kind of called in all our, cashed our chips and said, all right, guys, send us some beer. And once again, a massive logistical challenge. <laughs> um, and, you know, for a lot of breweries, too, it's our first year, so they're unsure what to do. And so we worked, you know, Jordan uh, is a guy that was wrangling breweries all across the U.S. You know, we had drop points in California. We had a drop point in Oregon. I mean, just the, like, once again, Putting it all together is crazy, um, but it all it, it's it's all come together. So yeah, hopefully same thing next year, if it happens again, uh, <laughs> we can uh, have more breweries. You know, bringing more more fun beers. So let's talk about the uh, the darkness variants that you've got going on out here. It's not just uh, one style of darkness available. You got you got a few variants uh, that that people can pick up. Yeah, correct. We've got three um, three variants which we thought would add a little bit to the fun out here um you know being that we changed the date uh we changed the regular release of darkness is still the end of october we wanted honestly part of it is like all right we need to make sure people want to come out here and there's something special that they can only get out here worth the drive right yeah well just the effort and the time and and um you know that's one of the challenges when you make something like a thousand bottles of a beer to give it to a distributor a lot of times they're just like, nope, no thanks. It, it, it's such a nightmare for them because they have all their liquor stores being like, sure. what do you mean we're not getting a case? Get all your other beer out of here. Yeah. So we're, we're a tier one store. If we don't get yeah. all those variants, well, and that is, then, then take it off the shelf. That is exactly what people will do. The, yeah. I know Dahlheimer went over distributors. They're like, well, take that Coors display down then. Like, if you're not going to give us right? you know, darkness or this is what we want, then get your other beer out of here. So it, it gets to be really tricky. And uh, so we've got the three variants, um, and it'll be fun to see kind of feedback, uh, what people think. Uh, you know, Fernet obviously is a love it or hate it kind of kind of drink. Uh, so see what people think about that, and the coconut rum, and uh, uh, what's other cherry. Um, Vanilla, cherry vanilla. Um, yeah, I think it'd be fun. I mean, we've been talking about it for years, and it's another one of the, one of those things. Like, all right, we can finally do it. So, I think that'll add as we go down the road in future years, if we do it again, uh, some more ability to. All right, let's play around with it and see what different kind of things we can do with darkness for a change. So, it's yeah. kind of fun. So, how how big of a, a change was it for you guys to go from doing it at the old brewery to to doing it to here? Was there was it tough to break that relationship with Brooklyn Center and and the store and the the municipal relationship there? Absolutely, it's Tom Agnes is running the, running the Brooklyn Center liquor store. Uh, Great guy, by the way. Years, Just awesome he guy. is awesome. And I felt like I was breaking up with a girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> we had lunch, and I'm like Tom. Jazz, we could still be friends. <laughs> like I've made Not a, you, I've me. made a decision. We have to make a change. We can't do this anymore. And I thought he would be, you know, it's a great day for Brooklyn Center Liquor Store. You know, it's their biggest day of the year. Mm-hmm. And he, he goes, ah, 
Well, hey, it was a great run. I knew this would end at some point. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, that's what I, I was going to say. I mean, it, it, it was awesome. I mean, as much as it's grown and grown and grown year after year after year, this is something that you kind of, yeah, you had to see on the horizon. Well, you know, you never know. And, I mean, he's, I mean, Brooklyn Center, him and all the work they've done has always been a part of the whole thing. Like, they've, they're not from day one, but, you know, year three on, they've done a ton of work to help us um, make it happen. So they've always been a big part of the the history of Darkness Days. or Now, Darkness Days now. It seems like it's definitely a two-dayer. I, I, it is now, I think. You've got the campsites. You've got, you know, music on, on Friday and Saturday. I think you can make it three days if you really, you know, oh put boy, your mind I'll to let it. you talk to Mary. But <laughs> honestly, that's one of the other really big pieces is there's camping Saturday night. Yeah. And, you know, we're talking to some people about it, you know, when it was just kind of an undercover thing, and I was talking to some beer geeks. I'm like, hey, what do you think? What do you, well, is this going to be okay? And a couple of the guys are like, you know what? I can't camp out Friday night, but I want to camp out Saturday night. I've never sure. been able to do it for, you know, jobs, family, whatever. And they're like, this is going to be great because I'm st- I'm spending the night Saturday night. Yeah. And Perfect. that's awesome. Went Rowan's again. People are drinking. That's always, you know, when we, we, we close down Darkness Day at, what, five, 6 o'clock, we're always like, all right, go home. <laughs> you look at some of the people, and you're like, uh, yeah, they're not go going home. You've got a ride, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You rode a bike or call an Uber. <laughs> so now everyone's going to hang out here. We got music, we got beer, we got bands. It solves uh, all your problems. All day, and then you can just crash Saturday night, too. So Very good. Well, thanks, Omar, for joining us. Congratulations on uh, the next evolution of Darkness Day. Uh, he mentioned some of the fantastic guest breweries that are here. We're going to talk to some of those folks in upcoming segments. Uh, you're listening to the Minnesota Beer Cast. Thanks to the Freehouse Beer for sponsoring the show, and we'll be back after this. Stephanie Shimp from Blue Plate Restaurants is here. Hey, Rosie. You know, we may be all about the blue, but we sure love the purple. Skull. <laughs> game days downtown are awesome, especially at Mercury. Stop by and check out our game day pregame specials. Food specials, freehouse taps, and more. Come pregame the purple at Mercury Dining Room and Rail every Sunday before home games. Only blocks away from the stadium at 5th and Marquette in downtown Minneapolis or online at mercurympls.com. Welcome back to the Minnesota BeerCast Darkness Day 2018 edition. Schmitty and myself, we are out here in uh, beautiful Somerset, Wisconsin for Darkness Day 2018. It's a brisk morning. It is. A little chilly. But you know what? This is uh, it's not snowing. It's, uh, it's better than being too hot. Yeah, exactly. Nobody seems to mind. Everybody's out here having a, a great time. And, you can always uh, put layers on. You, can, you can't take uh, too many layers off. <laughs> That's so, right. I mean, oh, you, you laws can. against that type of thing. Especially since I'm your ride home. <laughs> there will be no removing of layers. <laughs> we, are, we are joined uh, this segment uh, by the, the folks from Modest, uh, the folks from Champion Brewing, and we've got, uh, I think Josh is going to jump into from Surly. So let's, uh, let's go around the table and have everybody introduce themselves. What's up? Uh, I'm Keegan Nee from Modest Brewing Company, uh, downtown Minneapolis. Hey, uh, Josh Skinner, lead brewer from Champion Brewing Company out of Charlottesville, Virginia. Uh, Josh Lemke from Surly Brewing Company, lead brewer. So uh, let's start off by asking the the obvious question. Uh, Keegan, what are you doing here? This is Darkness Day. 
try and stay warm. <laughs> <laughs> but the, this is kind of the what we're here talking about today. Is this is this is darkest day. This has always been kind of Surly's celebration of of darkness and and Surly's entity. But they've kind of widened the hug. They're they're inviting all their friends to the party this year. How, how do you how do you feel about that? Obviously, you're enjoying it. Yeah, I, it, I'm stoked. Um, Surly's been good friends with us for a long time, and when they invite us to come here, it's hands down no brainer. Um, really good, uh, really good friends from all the different breweries that came here and meeting new friends and strengthening relationships here and there. But I, I, overall, I think this is the way to do it. And Surly made a great move, and I, I'm just super super stoked to be here. Right on. Is that uh, is that kind of how you feel uh, as well? Josh, I mean, you're you guys are fairly new to the uh, experience. The the dark, I guess everybody is new to darkness day other than than Surly, but um, the folks who are making the, the trip over from Minnesota to Somerset here, um, drinking your beer for the first time, how would you like to introduce your brand to, to those folks? Uh, yeah, I mean. We're a champion. We're kind of got like a background in punk rock. Our owner was involved in that that scene for quite a while. Um, just really stoked to be here. We're going to be moving into some distro up here in the upper Midwest. Um, people can drink shower beer, which is kind of our number one, a Czech style pilsner. That's what I'm drinking right now, and I would I would highly recommend it for a, a shower or or any other occasion actually. Any other occasion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe a real warm shower right now would be nice. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of my, uh, my tradition. When I get home from, from Darkness Day, one of the first things I do is is jump into a hot, long shower, because it's usually... With a beer? Well, it, it's kind of implied, is it not? It can happen. And and now it can be with a champion shower beer, or soon. How so, did you uh, how'd you come to get involved with Darkness Day? How did you guys hook up with Surly? Well, um, we did a collab with Surly, what was it, two years ago? Uh, three years ago now. Three years ago yeah. now, yeah. Um, and I guess some of us had hung out with you guys yeah. before. We kind of yeah, we, knew uh, each other. And we teamed up with Champion in, uh, a couple years ago and brewed a beer and uh, brewed a collaboration beer for uh, CBC in Philadelphia and in collaboration uh, with the uh, band Mastodon. That debuted out there, and then we had a show out there, and everything. It was fun. So yeah, that's how awesome um, us and Champion really got together. Yeah, and then came out a few days early this year, and uh, did another collab. Yeah, just got nice. done brewing another collab. So, so is that uh, you guys want to release some of the details to that, or is that uh, all all top secret? Can you can you tell us about the the collaboration? Not top secret. Not top secret. Yes. Yeah, no. So <laughs> we brewed a uh, we're calling it a New England style Keller beer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In, in Intriguing. New yeah. England hazy Keller beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's called Wake and, Wake and Haze. Wake and Haze. <laughs> Explain Wake and what Haze, a Keller like beer is for those that might not have heard of that style. It's essentially like an unfiltered lager. I mean, it would be a lager coming straight off the tank without getting any polishing or anything. Um, so, I mean, traditionally they're going to have some haze to them, but yep. this one's going to be a bit more easy. Yeah. It'll be fun. It was a good time. Is it going to be? Is it going to be the super haze that folks are used to with with that you know New England type of of feel that we're seeing? I mean, with the logger, I'm assuming it's going to sit there for a while, but not a super long while. We're talking not going to have that that polish, but 
might have to deal with not having the suspension that you might be looking for with that New England style. You guys have me perplexed and curious. Uh, I'm gonna let the Surly guys <laughs> handle that one. Well, it's it's sitting at their brewery, not mine. And you want to talk about it, Josh? Oh. <laughs> so yeah, no, like the expectation is, uh, you know, a hazy beer, but because it is more of a Keller style, it's probably more of the uh, on the lighter, hazier side. It's not going to be that like thick, opaque juiciness that you can get from like an IPA. But yeah, hopefully, you know, the haze holds and. Still have the haze, but not quite that thick juiciness. Yeah. You're going to go more with that, yep. that lager style. It looked nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. So we're, I'm, I'm drinking this, I call it my show prep beer, the, uh, the, the shower beer that you guys are, are known for. Is that your, your flagship? Yeah, that's, uh, we've got three flagships currently. Um, shower beer, the Czech-style Pilsner. We do Missile IPA, which is a kind of classic West Coast-style IPA. And then uh, Hogwaller Scramble, which is an Imperial Breakfast Stout. Um, but shower beer is our number one. And, of course, it's kind of an homage to the, uh, the well-known trend to, after long days, hard work, jump into the shower and, and grab yourself a cold one. And there's For sure. nothing quite so pleasing as having a, a nice cold beer and a, and a, and hot, a hot shower, shower at the same time. Yeah. So are you guys looking at, uh, you mentioned distribution here up into the, uh, the upper Midwest. Are you, are you eyeing Minnesota uh, to come in at, at one point, or is that uh, maybe someplace off in the, in the distant future? Yeah, no, we're, uh, we're eyeing Minnesota. Minnesota, um, Wisconsin, so just general area up around here. Do you have any sort of timetable in mind? I'm not sure, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I want to know when I go soon. to the liquor store. I think it's fairly soon. I think probably like next year. Okay, great. Excellent. There will be shower beers in my fridge awesome. sooner rather than later. Awesome. <laughs> and in the shower. <laughs> Keegan, I see you're, uh, you're crushing uh, New Glarus here this morning. What have you got? We got some uh, two women. The two women? It's great. Anybody who uh, comes over to Wisconsin, it's almost mandatory. If you're going to grab a beer, you grab yourself some, some New Glarus beer. Definitely. It's, uh, it's, it's the best way to start your day. <laughs> All right, we are up against a break here. Darkness Day 2018 edition of the Minnesota Beercast, presented by our friends over at Freehouse Beer. Thank you to them for sponsoring the Minnesota Beercast. We will be back. we got a ton of guests lined up, ton of great content. Stick around. Darkness Day 2018 edition in lovely, brisk Somerset, Wisconsin. A little, the sun's coming out, but you know it's it's still a little a little brisk. Slowly but surely, it's still early. But everybody's having a good time, man. Fantastic crowd. You can hear the bands in the background getting might, warmed up. You might hear some folks warming up. We're trying to get the show in before things get too loud. You, you may not know this about uh, some of the the metal music, but they tend to play a little bit louder than like. Your James what? Taylor or your Cher. I thought this I mean, was a folk festival. I, I was led to believe there'd be an acoustic set. I We're doing I, our acoustic set. All yeah. acoustic? It's Joni Mitchell songs. <laughs> <laughs> I came here expecting bluegrass. I don't know about anybody else. <laughs> the, that voice you hear, the, the folks from Chemist, why don't you guys go around the circle and introduce yourselves, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, I'm Ben. I play guitar and do vocals. I'm Phil. I sing and play guitar. I'm Zach. I play drums. 
Dan Bass. All right. So I love you, a bass player. See, I play bass. Drew fancies himself a bass player. I play bass terribly. <laughs> let, let me rephrase. I own a bass. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are from Chemist. You guys uh, are playing some some of the rock and roll here this weekend. Yeah. For folks uh, who have never heard Chemist before, how would you describe your music? Like, um... Kind of drunk Iron Maiden, can't play quite as fast anymore. <laughs> Something like that. I, I love me some Iron Maiden. I don't. I don't think that that's uh, Judas bad Priest at all. trapped in a tar pit. <laughs> yeah, that works. That's awesome. Where do you guys uh, hail from? Denver, Colorado. Denver. And now I'm, I might understand that there is sort of a uh, a crossbreeding between chemists and true brewing. Is that is that what I understand? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm play drums and chemist, and I'm also the head brewer. Uh, true. So. so how does how does that work? Being a musician and being a head brewer at the same time. Uh, it's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it actually works out all right. It just takes a um, fair amount of planning to to kind of balance everything. But I feel like we've got a pretty good system going now. And half of it's just having a good crew at the brewery who can kind of, you know, take care of things while I'm away. So, so I'm assuming as a head brewer, going on tour, playing rock and roll, you don't have to be there every day, day in and day out. I mean, you, you physically can't be, right? Right. Uh, so at this point, maybe like half of my job is, is kind of management and then uh, production management as well. So I can do that from the road. So I'll do that while we're on tour, kind of do um, inventory, scheduling, um, that kind of thing. And then the, the, but yeah, I can't brew, obviously. You know, so. <laughs> do your uh, do your beer and music worlds collide often? Do you use your, your band to promote your beer or your beer to promote your band? Yeah, I think it comes together quite often. I mean, it's, it's a... Uh, I mean, as we've seen here at Darkness, too, the, the kind of crossover between metal and beer is, is very real. So um, at a lot of our shows, we'll get brewer friends coming out and hanging out. And, um, you know, if I'm working at a beer event, somebody might come out and knows about the band. And so, yeah, it's pretty pretty uh, big crossover. Yeah, I was doing a little show prep, and the, uh, the true website says <laughs> Denver Beer prep. Metal. So there yep. might be a little bit of crossover. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yep. The uh, you know I think that that's true. The by and large, beer and and music, and not just metal, but I mean it's they're kind of a very incestuous type of relationship, right? Oh yeah, totally. I mean, I, there's so many you know Grateful Dead themed breweries or or whatever. I mean, jam band crossover and you would have to drink beer to listen to the Grateful Dead, right? Yeah, or LSD, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or something yeah. harder for sure. Both. Yeah, both. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're listening to the Grateful Dead, you're not limiting yourself to just beer. <laughs> Not at all. I've been to a couple of their shows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you're hanging out, you're relaxing. Why wouldn't you be listening to some good tunes and, and drinking beer at the same time? So it only makes sense that those those two things go, go hand in hand. For sure. How yeah. long have you guys been playing together? Since... Early six years, thirteen with with all of us. Yeah, about five years. Let's talk a little bit about how how you came together. How'd the band come together? We were all on Tinder at the same time. Yeah, and we all yeah. swiped right. Looking for guys with beers. <laughs> um, I mean, it, here I'll do it. It it's it was pretty organic, you know. Just like Ben and I met, we Cruelty talked about free. music. 
he already knew Phil. Um, Zach was a mutual friend, uh, you know, who was looking for a project. And, um, yeah, just, you know, got together and jammed and started feeling good. And then we were like, hey, let's let's do something. And, and Ben was like, oh, I know this guy. And I said, can he sing? And he goes, I don't know, but he wants to. And uh, <laughs> That's usually all it takes. And that was it. Yeah. Usually, like, I've been in a few He's bands. got a massive usually ego. The singer, <laughs> is the, the singer was the, the guy who didn't say, I don't want to sing. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. How, how often does, uh, um, does Zach's brewing career impact chemists in, in a meaningful way? Do you guys ever find yourselves having to... Uh, drink his beers and going god back back to the drawing board zach let's <laughs> let's do you have one that i, mean, I, yeah, that I would like so disgusting that we we try not to uh, ever it's actually ruined beer for us yeah <laughs> oh it's actually uh i mean his relationship with brewers has always made touring uh a little bit easier for us because we'll stop in at you know brewery a or brewery b and they know zach they knew he's coming they want to load the van up with beer they want to feed us which are you know those are things that are not easy to come by when you're on the road yeah so uh, it, it always has worked out quite nicely and that's how we've gotten to meet you know a lot of people in the industry that otherwise the three of us never would have nice uh, you got to we much better than better people than he is at least we've actually had situations where we had too much beer like we're like going into canada and we're like oh we have to unload this beer because everywhere we go people want to give us beer <laughs> it looks a little suspicious when you're trying to cross the border with like 60 beers in the van no just that's just for us when we said we had like some beer and they're like how many is that and we're like i think a hundred yeah. <laughs> like, 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 like oh you're a rock and roll band eh yeah. <laughs> that's the worst canadian impression ever sorry <laughs> well thanks for uh giving us some time this morning you guys got a website facebook page anything like that you want to give out for the listeners oh yeah uh find us on social media our handle's the same on facebook instagram twitter it's chemist k-h-e-m-m-i-s doom d-o-o-m uh you can find us on Bandcamp, spotify itunes napster whatever <laughs> live wire yeah yeah absolutely awesome well, thanks a lot guys have a have a great time today thanks for stopping by Great to meet you. Right on. Cheers. We'll be back with more Minnesota Beer Cast from Darkness Day 2018, presented by Freehouse Beer. Stephanie Shimp from Blue Plate Restaurants is here. Hey, Rosie. I don't have to tell you this, but you know, you have one of the best happy hours downtown. Well, at Mercury Dining Room and Rail, you can come for weekday happy hour. Again, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. And stay for dinner or another glass of wine. Yeah, they have steaks and salmon, burgers and sandwiches. Mercury has it all. There's something for everyone at Mercury Dining Room and Rail at 5th and Marquette in downtown Minneapolis. Or online at mercurympls.com. Final segment of the Minnesota Beer Cast, Darkness Day 2018 edition from Somerset, Wisconsin, and presented by Freehouse Beer. Getting ready to wrap up the show here, and we're going to talk a little more darkness, some variants, and preview a couple other things that are coming out from uh, from Surly. Yes, you know, hey guys. 
What up? We've got uh, Ben. We've got Josh from Surly Brew. You guys having a good darkness day? So far, so good. Yeah, absolutely. Always. <laughs> it's a little cold, but we're having a great time. Yeah. What's been the uh, highlight of your darkness day thus far, gentlemen? I'll uh, probably seeing sick of it all last night. They killed it. Those yeah. guys are one of our favorite bands, so it's a lot of fun to. And then I would fully agree with that. We talked a little with uh, chemists earlier about kind of the uh, the relationship between music and beer. How do you guys feel that relationship works out? Well, I mean, anytime you go to a show, at least if, if you're anything like me, you got a beer in your hand. So they kind of go hand in hand. It's a communal experience, watching music, drinking beer, hanging out together. That's uh, what we all do in our free time. So why not make it a, a weekend out of it? The kind of same for you, Josh? Yeah, absolutely. It's just, uh, for me, it's always been a natural fit, kind of like what Ben said. You go to a show, you're going to have a beer. like. Um, and then we're all just huge music nuts, so it just kind of all came full circle. And then, you know, be able to uh, team up with bands and do collaborations and stuff like that. It's always awesome. That reminds me, you guys did a uh, like a, a First Avenue kind of collaboration. Because yep. yeah. I, I remember going to shows at First Ave and other spots and... Yeah, that, nailed it. You got to have a beer in your hand. I happen to have like a tall boy or something that I yeah. might have might have slaked my thirst a bit, but not have been maybe what I was really interested in. Yeah, it was, it was a nice beer. Plus one, golden ale, uh, just easy to drink, kind of a crusher. Uh, it's an ale, but relatively lager-like uh, in the approach. Uh, perfect for perfect staff. Yeah. yeah, it's a perfect beer for a show too, and you know lower ABV, so you know you don't have to worry about. Um, Having one beer and then being like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta, gotta cool slow it." Down. Yeah, that's what we made darkness yeah. for. So. Is, uh, is that plus one still out there? Yep. Yeah, you can still get it in cans and stores and uh, at every first staff venue and other places on draft. Very cool. Yeah, there was a show this week that I was gonna go to uh, at the turf and I didn't, I didn't get a chance to. So uh, the next time I'm out grabbing a show, I'm gonna look for some. Some plus, plus one. one. There you go. Awesome. Well, we're, we're here at Darkness Day, of course, talking about darkness. And I wanted you guys to talk a little about the uh, the variants of, uh, of darkness. Yeah, so this year, uh, being at Somerset, gives us a little bit more flexibility in how we approach uh, darkness. So we have regular darkness for sale. There are three variants. We did uh, the first one was a bourbon barrel-aged one. We added vanilla, uh, beans, and cherry to. Wonderful beer. Um, cherry and vanilla accents kind of uh, really bring out the dark fruit notes of darkness and less of the roastiness. Um, next one we did was uh, rum barrel aged with coconut added. And about, so I'm not a huge coconut fan so I stayed more on the subtle side of that too so it's just a nice finish to the beer with coconut and again it changes the, the nature of darkness a bunch. You get a little bit more of like the uh, alcohol flavor for sure from the rum and some of that almost like brown sugar, um, caramelized burnt sugar kind of notes, which is cool. And then the coconut really brightens it up. And then the last one um, was uh, is it the Fernet? Partnership yeah, it was, uh, with Tattersall, which is, if you know anything about cocktails and, and spirits, that's the one I find most intriguing, the, uh, the Fernet. It's, I'm a Fernet fanatic, so is Josh. We drink, I just actually had a Fernet. Uh, I feel great. Um, it's it's a cool partnership, and there's nobody else that's really making Fernet stateside, at least at the, the level that Tattersall is. So to get your hands on those barrels is pretty hard in the first place. You've probably never seen a Fernet aged anything because no. you just can't get barrels. So to have those guys literally a mile and a half down the street uh, working with John, uh, Bentley, and all those guys to and getting some get some uh, yeah. 
that one's pretty sweet. Those barrels are amazing. So super herbal. If you're not a Fernet fan, it's it's uh, kind of a digestive. I call it the highbrow uh, Jägermeister. Um, <laughs> it's, it's very herbal. You either love it or you hate it, typically. Uh, so it's a very strong flavor. So this is by far the most um, kind of out of left field, over the head, uh, over the top. Uh, and they use 30, 30 different herbs 30 and spices in, in their Fernet. So, that seems like a lot. Yeah, um, but you'd think it's a lot, but it works extremely well, especially coming from a barrel. But then for us to be able to um, age you know, darkness in one of those barrels, all those flavors come out, and it just makes this really complex but well-rounded, balanced beer. Yeah. What was the sort of catalyst? What was the inspiration behind that? Well, like Ben said, grumpies. Well, yeah, grumpies. <laughs> well, Ben and I are, you know, huge Fernet, Fernet fanatics. Yeah. Seems like grumpies been the catalyst for a lot of inspiration. That's where I do my in, best in thinking. In the beer world. Like, hey. My best thinking and my best drinking, so. Uh, no, this is fun. It's, it, I've been wanting to do this for a while. We, we did like a one barrel last year that we pulled a couple kegs and did some. Uh, festival stuff with, so we knew it'd be it'd be a good pairing. And darkness is a huge beer for us, a big flavor, and they go together really well. Uh, going back to the uh, the second style, the uh, the rum and coconut. Yes. Is there a, a specific brand or type of rum? Are you guys allowed to disclose? We use a few different. We, it's a blend of a couple different uh, providers. Uh, a couple of them are actually from Tattersall, which is cool. We got, we got a couple of rum barrels from Tattersall that uh, we blended up with a few other things that we got. Uh, it's funny because if you guys have anyone worked with barrels, there, rum barrels are the worst barrels. They're all beat up. They look like hell. They leak. Um, so Josh did a, a lot of work to keep the the liquid in the barrel. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of work. Uh, I think some of those th- some of those barrels were ranging around 30 years old. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. Why so old? Is that just how long rum sticks around yeah, for? Well, they just reuse them, or what's it, it the starts as whiskey, and then yeah. rum gets aged in whiskey barrels. So they do the whiskey first, and yep. be, you know. So it depends on how years. long the whiskey is in there. Yeah. So by the time you get them, they're they're, they're well used. Older than oh, I yeah, am, they're, probably. Yeah. <laughs> they're well used. But that's that's the fun. That's that's when you get the character in the beers yeah. from the character of the barrel, right? So, so it's pretty the, cool. The addition of coconut to that is that. Toasted coconut, is that raw coconut? How are you guys adding That's coconut? That's a funny story. I really wanted to use raw coconut uh, in some fashion. So we got the fruit itself. Is it not fruit? I'm not sure what it is. but um, And then I was working with our chef. So we did just raw. We, we tried just kind of shaving it. And it gave the beer a really weird mouthfeel, kind of like slippery. And that like, was what I was asking There's no for. foam. So oily. then we tried taking the raw coconut and toasting it. No luck. Um, we, we, we smoked it even in our smoker because those guys are you know, smoking you meat every day. Also didn't work. We ended up going back to our supplier and just buying kind of the traditional toasted flake coconut from a, a wholesaler. Um, I mean, it's the same thing, but those guys, there's a reason they do, yeah, do a good I, job. That was what I was asking. I've had some some beers with the, uh, the coconut edition where it was exactly what you described with that yeah. really slick, oily yeah. mouthfeel. And, and it's a good flavor, but it yeah, does but feel Something weird. about yeah. the beer is not working out. You know, that's, that's one of the things I love about being at Surly is we have that culinary component so we can go work with those guys and they give us a lot of feedback on flavors and ingredients and weird stuff that we may or may not want to add to beer. Um, so it's pretty cool working with those guys. They help a lot with our infusion program as well, so they're putting together packets of materials to infuse, infuse beer with. Well, congratulations on a successful Darkness Day. Congratulations so Thank on you. another successful release. I'm sure you guys are already looking ahead. Yeah, always. Year. We're always looking ahead. Any ideas? Any hints? Well, any... Monday we're releasing Wet, so oh. uh, I'm pretty stoked for that. Uh, wet, 
fresh hop, wet hop beer. We use 6,000 pounds of wet hops. I've been told by our supplier that's the single largest purchase of truly wet hops. A lot of breweries will give fresh hops, which are wet hops that have been dried, then they'll use those, and that's really not the same thing. They're taking them off of the vine, putting them on a truck, and we get them two days later, and we use them immediately. So this year we did 18 turns through our brew house, working uh, pretty much Thursday through Sunday. Brewers were on call, non-stop, 24 hours, uh, and we get this wonderful, dank goodness that's wet. So immediately after darkness, we, we go to release wet. Yeah. So what what uh, what hops are we looking at for wet? It's 100% Citra hops this year. Yes! Yeah, we got Citra yes! hops. Uh, they're from the Gasling Family Ranch out in Yakima. Uh, we are just out there last week, got to tour the plant. The hops look great. Uh, it's going to be fun. All right, so wet comes out uh, what? Monday. Monday? Yeah, we're, All right, we're so packaging release by the same time day this, airs, this year. It will be out. Next week, you yeah. guys come back talk more about wet? Sure, sure. Always. All right. And bring us some? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> there you have it. We can make that happen. Tune in next week. We'll be talking wet with the folks from Surly Brewing. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. Congratulations. Thanks for stopping Thanks, guys. by. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with a brand new episode of the Minnesota Beer Cast next week, presented by Freehouse Beer. Cheers. Songs I have casually mentioned the fact that I like to drink beer. This little song is more to the point. Roll out the barrel and lend me your ears. I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow.